This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg, reporting from Tallahassee, and let's begin by saying congratulations on surviving the weekend. There are a lot of Floridians who did not. The state set another new record for COVID-19 fatalities over the past week as the health department reported 1,230 deaths, smashing the old record of 872 set the previous week. At times like this, we could use a bit of distraction. How about the SpaceX crew returning to Earth off the coast of Pensacola? Splashdown. As you can see on your screen, we have visual confirmation for Splashdown. And if that's not enough to distract you, what about that tropical system that brushed the Atlantic coast of the peninsula? There weren't many evacuations because of COVID complications. In the era of COVID, uh, I think our guidance from the state has been, uh, look, if it's a close call air on the side of people just, just hunkering down uh, rather than sending people um, on the road. But in the end, all roads lead back to coronavirus. State prisons have been hit hard during the pandemic, and the corrections secretary himself has tested positive for the virus after visiting a prison in Lake City. Today on the Sunrise Soapbox, we take you to the Blue Gala hosted by Democrats in Miami-Dade as they prepare for the August primary and the November election. We are the largest battleground state in the country with 29 electoral votes, and there is literally no path for Donald Trump without our 29 votes. Miami-Dade is also the epicenter of the virus in Florida, so the Democrats' gala was virtual, including the appearance of Joe Biden. We need leadership that recognizes the real threat of this pandemic. It doesn't just wave a white flag of surrender like the president has. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and check in with a Florida man who says he crashed his golf cart because of Donald Trump. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Monday, August 3rd. After five straight days of more than 100 deaths tied to COVID-19, Florida reported 62 new fatalities Sunday, which is actually a vast improvement compared to recent trends. We set a new record last week with 1,230 fatalities. The death toll in the Sunshine State has reached at least 7,206. Florida also set a new record Friday when the health department reported 257 fatalities in a single day. There were more than 63,000 new cases reported over the past week and more than 3,000 hospitalizations, which is just short of the record that was set the previous week. But at least we had a hurricane to divert our attention, at least for a little while. It wasn't a hurricane for long and was downgraded to a tropical storm, but Isaias brought a lot of wind and rain to the eastern seaboard, and Governor Ron DeSantis says a lot of people lost power. Utilities have pre-positioned workers. FPL has nearly 10,000 workers deployed and ready to respond, including more than 6,500 line and vegetation personnel. Uh, they're deployed across 16 staging areas up and down the east coast of Florida. Uh, there have been some challenges getting out-of-state workers, uh, but they're continuing to try to get even more resources and are going to work around the clock until every customer has the power back on. Now. Uh, FPL, other utilities have invested in a lot of infrastructure such as smart grid technology. You know, that allows them to restore power faster. Uh, you have concrete and steel poles and also undergrounding of lines. Uh, that means you repair the infrastructure without having to fully rebuild it, which means you can get the power back on quicker. And it does make a difference if you can get the power on. Hours is better than days and days, of course, is better than weeks. At one point, 25,000 FPNL customers were in the dark, but most of the damage was fixed on Sunday. And that's about the worst of it. 
The effects were so minimal the governor didn't even bother to do one of his updates from the Emergency Operations Center Sunday. The bottom line is that Florida really dodged the bullet this time. The second big distraction from COVID-19 was the return of the SpaceX crew capsule Sunday off the coast of Pensacola. They switched to a Gulf landing to avoid problems with a storm off the Atlantic coast. Splashdown. As you can see on your screen, we have visual confirmation for splashdown. SpaceX copies and concurs. We see splashdown and mains cut. Dragon Endeavor has returned home. NASA astronauts and Bob Endeavor and Doug. On behalf of the SpaceX and NASA teams, welcome back to planet Earth and thanks for flying SpaceX. <laughs> It was the first water landing in the Gulf of Mexico and the first time in 45 years that U.S. astronauts have actually splashed down. The last one happened in the Pacific back in 1975 at the end of the Apollo moon missions. As COVID-19 spreads throughout the state prison system, no one is safe, not even the big boss. Corrections Secretary Mark Inch and Deputy Secretary Ricky Dixon tested positive for the virus shortly after visiting Columbia Correctional Institution. 1,300 inmates and 72 corrections workers have tested positive for the virus at that prison in Lake City. Officials at the Corrections Department say Inch began experiencing symptoms 24 hours after he returned from a statewide conference and a visit to that prison. They did not disclose the name or location of the conference, where he presumably would have come into contact with people from across the state. Inch is the highest-ranking state official known to have tested positive for the virus since the first COVID-19 case was reported in Florida on March 1st. Inch and Dixon are both self-isolating at their homes. Next up on the Sunrise Soapbox, we'll hear from Democrats at their Blue Gala as they take aim at Donald Trump at all things GOP. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we're much obliged. The Florida Hospital Association has released the OPEN plan, designed to allow Florida's safe resumption of elective surgeries and procedures. OPEN stands for O, observe the COVID-19 rate of community occurrence. P, prevent transmission. E, establish the process to restore elective surgeries and procedures. And N, network with all healthcare providers. You can read the OPEN plan today at FHA.org. Welcome back to Sunrise. As they look ahead to the November elections, Florida Democrats are circling like sharks and they smell blood in the water. Terry Rizzo is chair of the state Democratic Party. I'm thrilled by the level of excitement and engagement that I'm seeing across the state and especially in Miami-Dade. The election is running right through our backyard because the road to the White House goes directly through Florida. We are the largest battleground state in the country with 29 electoral votes, and there is literally no path for Donald Trump without our 29 votes. He would have to take every single other battleground state in the country in order to win, and that's not going to happen. So if we stop Donald Trump here in Florida, we essentially have elected Joe Biden as the president of the United States. So it's up to us. It's game over for Donald Trump. And it all comes down to Florida and Miami-Dade as the largest county in the state. It's going to come down to you because you are really critical. What about vote by mail? We already were working on vote by mail. It always was a significant part of our program and actually helped us to have record turnout in 2018. But we have doubled down, especially since the pandemic, because we want our voters to not to have a choice between their health and exercising their right to vote. And I hope you're sitting down because Democrats in the state of Florida have a margin of 545,000 plus in vote by mail over the Republicans. 
That's a margin of 545,000 more Democrats who are registered to vote by mail than Republicans. But as incredible as it sounds, the real key, of course, is getting those vote by mail ballots in. So I want to remind everybody, if you have a vote by mail ballot, make sure you sign and date the back of it, fill it out correctly, and get it in as early as possible for this November, for, excuse me, for this primary, and then do it again in November. And if you don't have a vote by mail ballot, we encourage you to get it as an insurance policy. Let's get this done. Let's go blue. Let's go Joe. Let's go Democrats. And let's win this election. Rizzo was one of the participants in the 2020 Blue Gala hosted by the Democratic Party of Miami-Dade, a virtual kickoff to the August primary and the November election. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried is the only Democrat holding statewide office, and that's not going to change this year because there are no statewide races on the Florida ballot. So Democrats like Fried are focusing all of their attention on Donald Trump. It's easy to feel hopelessness amid the chaotic world we live in. But I have faith. Faith in the American people, faith in the American dream, faith that we will rise above the hatred incited by the current resident of the White House, and faith that we will unite once more. America is a stronger and more perfect union than what we see before us today. We must not lose faith in our great nation as Donald Trump threatens the very core of what makes America the land of the free. We must not lose faith as Republican Party of Florida stays silent and complicit as over 5,000 Floridians have died from coronavirus and Ron DeSantis refuses to issue a statewide mask mandate. We must not lose faith as Republican Party today are accomplices as Trump and DeSantis put politics above country and threaten the democracy in which our nation was built. We have a lot of reasons to have hope because we can reverse the damage Donald Trump has caused in the last four years. The Democratic Party has a candidate who embodies American values, who has empathy, and who shows compassion for Americans. We can restore American values in the White House when we elect Vice President Joe Biden. Then our faith in the institution of the presidency will be restored, and we will once again become a beacon of hope for the world. It doesn't stop with electing Joe Biden. We have an opportunity to make America a better nation by electing Democrats up and down the ballot. Democrats who will fight voter suppression. Democrats who will have the courage to take action in the middle of a pandemic. Democrats who will take on climate change and protect our environment for the generations to come. Democrats who will ensure America is a place where everyone, no matter their race, creed, sexual orientation, or gender identity, has equal opportunity to achieve the American dream. I believe because of the work we do here in Florida, we will see a better day for America. Freed is a frequent critic of the president, but Broward Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz has taken it to the next level. She's been dogging the president since the very beginning, and she's not about to slow down with the election just three months away. The last few months have been difficult for everyone, and I hope that you're all staying safe at home with your families. Unfortunately, this is our new normal for the foreseeable future, and we're making adjustments. We must do everything in our power to protect our hard-earned rights, the right to quality, affordable health care, the right for women to decide what we do with our own bodies, and the right to marry who we love. And the way we're going to do that is by electing Democrats up and down the ballot from the State House to the White House. When we elect Joe Biden, we will have a compassionate, competent, experienced public official leading our nation. 
someone with a record of accomplishment working with both sides of the aisle to make real progress on our national problems. President Biden will take on the NRA, not be their lapdog. He'll embrace science, protect voting rights, a woman's right to choose, fight to lower prescription drug costs, defend our LGBTQ community, and protect our strong U.S.-Israel relationship. We know he will do this because he has a proven record of doing it. Vice President Biden gets big things done and has a vision and integrity to move our nation beyond the nightmare of this failed presidency. The events of these past months, from Trump's failed response to the COVID-19 pandemic, to his inciting violence against Americans protesting the systemic and structural racism plaguing our nation, remind us that now more than ever, we need someone to lead this nation towards unity. We desperately need a leader with the heart, wisdom, and compassion to unite our divided country, especially as the scourges of racism, bigotry, and anti-Semitism continue to plague our nation almost daily. Joe not only has the fire inside to defeat a bully like Donald Trump, he is the right voice to unite the diverse coalition of working families that we need at the polls to hold the U.S. House and take a real shot at winning the Senate. There has never been and will never be an election more important than this one. This is indisputable. Our very democracy is at stake. Of course, the star of the show was Joe Biden, who is promising to undo what Donald Trump has done on so many different issues. I wish we were meeting under different circumstances this year, but instead we're separated by a deadly virus. Far, far too many Americans have died. We have more COVID infections than any other country in the world. And millions, millions are still out of work. And we're grappling with the legacy of systemic racism, which is, has kept us for too many years from realizing our full share of the American dream for so many Americans. Today, we're dealing with multiple national crises all at once. We need real leadership, and we need it now. We need leadership that recognizes the real threat of this pandemic, that doesn't just wave a white flag of surrender like the president has. We need leadership that brings everyone to the table to rebuild an economy that works for working families, creates millions of good-paying jobs for the future. We need leadership that strives to finally deliver on the founding principles ensure that all men are not only equal at their creation, but treated equally throughout their lives. Because this is a challenge we're unwilling to postpone. Folks, I refuse to postpone. The soul of America is at stake in this election. That's the reason I decided to run. That's why I stand united with every single Democrat in our shared mission to beat Donald Trump and restore decency, dignity, and leadership to the White House. We have to do more than just beat Donald Trump. We have to keep the House of Representatives and we have to win the United States Senate. And we have to lead and deliver meaningful change for the millions of people who are hurting all across this nation. The stakes have never been higher and that's not an exaggeration. So we have to work harder than we've ever worked. We need to stand up as a nation, to stand with the black community and the Latino community, the Asian Pacific and Pacific Islander community to stand with workers, to stand with every person who's ever been knocked down, counted out, or left behind. If we stand together as one America, we'll win the battle for the soul of this country. Our children are counting on us. We can do this, I am positive. This is the United States of America. There's not a single thing we're unable to do when we do it together. 
So thank you. Let's get to work. Back in May, Biden said he hoped to name his VP pick around August 1st, but it now appears there will not be an announcement until next week. The leading contenders include California Senator Camilla Harris, California Congresswoman Karen Bass, and Susan Rice, who served as Barack Obama's national security advisor. Early voting began today in many parts of the state in advance of the August 18th primary. All of the counties must hold early voting from the 8th until the 15th, but they can offer it earlier, and many counties have chosen to do that. The state's Revenue Estimating Conference meets at 9 to analyze property tax revenues. The Alzheimer's Disease Advisory Committee holds an online meeting at 9. Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed will hold a news conference at 10 to announce what her office describes as a major initiative. Grad students at the University of South Florida are holding an online news conference at 1 to call for changes, including the university covering graduate assistance health care premiums. The Revenue Estimating Conference will discuss the Public Education Capital Outlay, or PICO, program at 1.30, and the Board of Opticianry is scheduled to meet by conference call at 5.30. Finally today, the story of three Florida men doing their best to uphold our state's rather dubious reputation. A Florida man blames Donald Trump after crashing his golf cart near a tunnel in the villages. Sumter County Sheriff's deputies found a red golf cart with a broken axle and it was missing its windshield. 82-year-old Kerry Frederick Devan told them he was watching Donald Trump on TV and got really mad. Then he started drinking vodka. The arrest report says Devan was unable to stand on his own and a deputy had to hold his arm to keep him from falling over. He was arrested on a charge of driving under the influence after the field sobriety test came back at almost twice the legal limit. And two Florida men were arrested after a melee at a resort in Upper Key Largo that began when one of them peed off the dock. 42-year-old Nicholas Steve Snyder is charged with battery. 36-year-old Adrian Cabrera of Homestead is charged with fleeing and eluding. Witnesses say Snyder, who is a firefighter in Miami, exposed himself on the dock and began urinating into the water in view of women and children. When people objected, there was a ruckus, and Snyder described it as a pissing match, of course. Snyder was in a boat captained by Cabrera. They hit the throttle after a deputy told him to stay at the dock. But you know, most of the boat ramps in the Upper Keys area are closed, so deputies knew exactly where to look for the missing mariners. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.